This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The Wednesday Week. The Sheffield Wednesday Fan Podcast. Hello, good evening, and welcome to. <coughs> I tell you what, I've not coughed for the last five minutes, and as soon as I start talking, it's turned into a uh, a fast show sketch all of a sudden. <coughs> Hello, good evening, and welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Week. My name is Dan Forge, and with me, I've got Ben and Stevie. We're going to talk about crew. We're going to talk about pitch invasions. We're going to talk about Canada's finest. It's all happened tonight, ladies and gentlemen. So stay with us. Now, chaps, how's it going? You all right? Good. Yeah, good. Now, uh, yeah, Christmas is coming. We are, as we are recording right now, we are 10 days away from Christmas. How's the, uh, how's the Christmas shopping going, Ben? Yeah, have you got that sorted out here? Oh, wow. <laughs> what about you, Steve? You've got kids, mate. So uh, I bet you've, I bet, well, I bet, I bet the missus has got them lined up. Uh, you know, do you know? What you can't see down here uh, in my office is a pile of about 15 cardboard boxes that have been sat there for a month. Um, oh, God. The kids have been absolutely ruined. Um, everything else is getting done on Amazon on 23rd of December. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's getting primed in. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I love it. I love it. I, you know, I I, uh, I went on holiday. I may have mentioned it. And uh, right, the, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I may have mentioned it. And uh, everybody's getting a crisp high five for Christmas for me. You know what I mean? Uh, America ain't cheap. They are, pal. Well done. Yeah, you are welcome. So, uh, so that's what's happening. Uh, Accrington Stanley next week, but. Let's uh, let's start talking about the football, Ben. I mean, we've got um, you know rare goal from Barry Bannon, uh, one from Lee Gregory, who I think for me has been the sign of the summer. I mean, you know, how did it go? What did you see? How did you feel? Uh, I will warn you though, ladies and gents, I did a load of pre-workout about two hours ago, and I'm still off my absolute bonds. So uh, if you see me moving, just tell you what, I'm just going to start raving some some moves out for you, Ben. But yeah, what do what do you recommend? How did it go? Yeah, like you said, rare, rare goal from Bannon. It's been a long time coming, but he's got that in him. It, brilliant goal all round, really. One two between him, like himself, Deli Bashiru, and then yeah, he's picked bottom corner out, which you know, to say can land a pass on a sixpence for 
70 yards away. His shooting don't quite live up to the same standards, but we all know how crucial he is. We all know the stats and the chances created, goals created. Um, he's obviously more than just finishing for us, but if he can chip in between now and end of the season, it's it's good and no harm. And, and same with Gregory, as you've said, I'd agree. Signing that season, probably both on pitch and off it, you know, from what he said in interviews and stuff, he wants to win league and that's the end of it, pretty much. <laughs> There's no debate about it. Um, so, yeah, the, the it, it's slowly, slowly starting to come together a bit, I feel. Well, as, as it stands, Sheffield Wednesday are seventh in the league outside of the playoffs in uh, via goal difference, I believe. If we stop conceding so many, we'd be, uh, we'd be top banana. Um, now, you mentioned, we mentioned Barry Barnum. We were talking about FDB as well. So I want to talk to you about, uh, Steve, Stevie, about um, uh, Fizeo Delebishiru. Um, since he's come into the fray the last four or five games, I think he's been, he's been a real eye-opener. I, I genuinely think he's added... Uh, as, as we started at the season and we all started waxing lyrical about Dennis Adenaran, and then um, and then he kind of lost his form a bit and we brought in FDB. I mean, you know, he's been all right, hasn't he? Yeah, he's done well. Do you know what? Um, I think he's, he's one of those. He's, he's, he's a nice headache to have um, in the sense that he's been around the club. Um, was it Monk that brought him in? From mm, could have been. Man City. So he's, he's been around... He's, he, yeah, he's he's been around for for a while without ever actually getting that break, and um, he was almost a forgotten man. You know, we we signed all the players that, uh, over the summer, and we were we were waxing lyrical about Adenor, and we were talking about Shadipo, um, we were talking about wing buyers without actually, I suppose, actually really knowing what the system would look like, what the where they would slot into a team. It's it's effectively we've signed a striker, we've signed a midfielder, we've signed a. Um, a defender without knowing that this player is going to play there, this player is going to play there. So when you the the, the when the, the team starts to settle a little bit and everybody was doing the whole, this is our best 11 and when this player gets fit, this will be our best 11 and so on and so forth. I don't think there were many people sort of mid to end of September that were saying uh, Bashiru was going to be in there starting 11. And I think, um, as you rightly say, Dan, um, he's coming, he's taken his chance and I think he's probably got his chance because of injuries and because of a run that we went on and a, a distinct lack of form and, and, and drawing games that we um, definitely should have won on paper and, you know, with, without the individual errors and mistakes that were made, should have won. Um, he's taken it with both hands. I, I think, I'm not sure if it was Joe or Alex or Dom, somebody put a stat out over the last couple of days that was saying he's got the highest pass completion percentage at around about 85%. Um, Phenomenal. Um, and, and I like watching him because he's raw. I think there's a lot more to be had there. Um, he seems to be a bit of a diamond in the rough in that you know that we talk about the loans that are going to break our hearts. I think he's the kind of player that could be somebody that we we, we nurture that comes in, stakes a claim for, 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 you know, for going in for the rest of the season. And then all of a sudden, before we know it, he's 21, 22 years old. We've got uh, a, a mid-table Premiership side that are looking at him for six, seven million. We're saying he's worth at least fifteen. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll probably get four for him, and he'll go on. <laughs> you know, he, he's the Stefanovic type sort of player that's going to obviously going to go on and do bigger and better things, um, and probably break our hearts. But at the minute, he's, he's not the finished <laughs> product. But I've been really, really impressed with what I've seen of him. Um, uh, absolutely. I mean, that that word you mentioned, raw, is what I wrote down on my notes, and I also wrote next to it Wayne Rooney. 
Now, what, <laughs> what, what I mean by that was, I thought that Wayne Rooney was the, the best he was when he was raw, when he yeah. didn't have, when he just didn't give shit, when he just yeah. played like a kid on the park and he just enjoyed his football before. But he, don't get me wrong, he was still prolific when he was really well managed. Don't get me wrong, but I, I much preferred watching raw Wayne Rooney. And there's, a, there's an element of whatever the League One championship level of FDB is, uh, that I feel like he's got that. He genuinely em- enjoys playing football. And I think he's brought something to us that that, that was left by, dare I say, Kieran Lee. Uh, you know, he, he, he's got that that movement that he, he, with coaching he could be as good as. Uh, and I know that's a hell of a claim because Kieran Lee is one of the best players we've ever had. And I'd also say the same about Lee Gregory and Gary Hooper. There's an element of cleverness there that whatever the equivalent of where we are, Gary Upper style, I think we've got in Lee Gregory in terms of natural movement and, and natural aggression and all and all the rest of it. If you know what I mean, in no way am I saying that FDB and uh, <laughs> and Lee Gregory are Kieran Lee and Gary Upper, but they've got the the equivalent of it in League One, if that makes sense. Um, also, now Ben coming into the fray was Lewis Wing, a player that we uh, we felt we might lose, or still feel that we might lose. You know, Chris Wilder going in and. Uh, and not, not being Wednesday's, uh, Wednesday's biggest fan. Did you feel that, because we've been saying this a lot of times, we said this a long time on this show about getting Barry Bannon forward and playing that uh, attacking midfielder role, uh, what you kids call number 10. Uh, do you feel that Lewis Wing coming in played a bit bit more of a, a sweeper midfield, a DMC, you know what I mean, that, that type of role? Did you feel that that's, that's what he did or did you feel that Bannon wanted his, uh, his string pulling Berth back behind the uh, behind the middle two. What do you reckon? For me, Bannon's best in that string pulling position. I know we're still getting forward. And it's controversial that Benjamin. Controversial because there's a lot of Wednesday fans that wouldn't agree with you. I know, but I just feel that that's where he's most effective. That's where he can control the game most. I'm not saying pick it up right from centre half that we saw you know a couple of years ago. I don't think he ain't doing that now. It's not quite as extreme as that. It's more picking it up in the, you know, the sort of the right in the middle third. Um, not, I, I won't say too high up. I don't think that is what he's doing. But it's not. He's it, found what he's found quite a just equilibrium. I think sort of between you know too far, too far, too deep and too high. Um, just on wing, I've not really been impressed with him from what I've seen. And I think we'll all be in agreement with that. If he was to go back, I, I don't think it would end up world. We said about Deli Bashiru. For me, Deli Bashiru, he's come a bit too late in the sense that he's that sort of Modi army that we wanted back in 2016. Big, powerful, can can drive folk, can carry you 20 yards through the middle of the pitch with the ball. Um, I think he's more that than Kieran Lee. I get where you're coming from with Kieran Lee, but I think he's more of a, a ball-carrying midfielder that, that we would have wanted. Um, we probably want what we're going to get from him in two years' time, back in 2016, where he's developed even more. Um, but, um, yeah, that, that coming back to uh, original question, which I think we're on Lewis Wing. I've gone off on about three tangents. All but, right, mate. But, yeah, Um Got time to fill tonight, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, it won't. I don't think it'd be end at world if he was to go back. We've got buyers, a Denny run, etc. 
Alex Hunt could even come back looking at reports from Grimsby, whether he'd fit in, who knows, but he's done quite well for Grimsby, so that, that that's where I'd leave it on, Lewis Wing. All right, fair enough. Uh, also, <laughs> I know he listens. I've got to have a shout-out to Stokey, who, uh, who we had on the show at the early part of the season. And uh, me and him have known each other for about four or five years. And and when I'm at work or something or I can't see the game, Stokey sends me like 12 messages, like bosh, 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 bosh. And he just, it's like he just falls out of his mouth. And uh, the, the concurrent theme that goes through a lot of it is uh, Fiseo Della Bichero. Uh, and and about how much he um, how much we need him how much he misses him and and I've got you know he'll be sat there screaming now at his radio going I've been telling you for years Fudge he's get, he's got to come in and you know what Stokes as it stands right now you were right but I tell you what if it falls to shit I'm going to get straight on there and I'm going to tell you what's going on um, <coughs> now Stevie I've got to bring up uh, a player that um, that has done something that not many Sheffield Wednesday players have managed to do and that's turned around the fans opinion of them and um it, it, we've moved him to center back from fullback and uh he's been an absolute revelation and it's not liam palmer it's uh it's magic johnson i mean where has this player been where's he been who's this guy uh, listen i i couldn't agree more with you um it's do you know what it's it's nice to be in a situation where you've gone from not one. In fact, you know what? As I, as I say this now, and I'm formulating my response in my head, he's the second coming, if you like, of Morgan Fox. In that we had a, yeah. a, 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 a groundswell of negativity around the club, around the, the, the way that we felt about people. Um, I wasn't Morgan Fox's biggest fan, and I'll always go back to one of the first pods that I ever did, was around when Fox came in. And I think we called it the Morgan Fox situation. It was like, how do you deal with a guy that's getting absolutely derided by um, the, the, the fans that are in the stand and should be backing him and they're not? Um, Johnson was exactly the same. Um, you know, he, he's, he's settled into a side and retrospectively, you can look at it. And Darren Moore's probably gone in and gone, Marvin, I've got a plan. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> this is what we're going to do. We're, we're going to, I've bought you in. We want a little bit of balance. Um, um. Um, um, yeah, um, we want we want to win the game. <laughs> um, we, we want to guy? win the game. We want some balance. To win the game. Three points. <laughs> um, and he's gone in there, and he's he's, he's you know he, he said we want a left left foot to play on the left side of a back three, which on paper is absolutely right. But if you look at it and, and say to anybody, we're going to put Marvin Johnson, Marvin Johnson at centre half, people are going to go, what the fuck are you doing? And the first two <laughs> three games that he was playing, we were going. What the fuck are you what doing? Fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know what? I think quicker than people appreciated, he actually did settle in and he, had, he, he did have a, a rough sort of a, a ride of it. And for all the plaudits that he's getting, he's, I'm not sure he's the finished article, but he's doing a fantastic job in there. Um, I've, I've done a, a, a total 180 on, on where I was with him because when we were talking about him in the, the pizza cup against Newcastle 23s, I think he scored a goal. Right at the beginning of the season, it was, yeah, he's doing it, but he's doing it from that position. He was playing left back against a team of juniors um, and he wasn't translating across to the the, the sort of uh, the league, uh, the league games we were playing. But certainly over the last sort of four or five games he's played at centre-half, I've got no complaints whatsoever. Um, does he get in my starting 11 if everybody's fit? Probably not. 
Um, can we drop him if he's got the shirt? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a massive advocate for you get your shirt, you keep it. It's very difficult. I think it's a nice headache to have. Um, I think he's done really, really well. Um, you can you can tell that he's played 30 odd games at Championship level last year. He's got a little bit of class about him. Um, I worry that if we play against a um, a top, well, I say top six. If we play against a really combative centre forward, um, is he going to have that in his locker? If we played uh, played against somebody like a, a Vidane Oliver at Gillingham, uh, who, who gave Palmer a real uh, rough ride, is he going to be able to cope with that sort of physicality? I'm not sure. But if anybody wants to to run the channel, if anybody wants to um, sort of match him up in terms of pace and getting in the right position from a starting position, I think as a winger and somebody who knows how to get at a defender. Um, I think he's got that sort of tool in his locker to say, I know where I need to be setting up and credit to him, credit to massive credit to Moore for turning somebody who shouldn't be a centre-half into a centre-half at the moment. Um, fair Same with Liam Palmer, though. You're allowed to mention that as well, if you want. Mate. Get it in. <laughs> I'm going to have a Palmerless week this week. I'm 100%. Well, he's, he's letting his football do the talking. We don't need to discuss it. And what you were saying about, um, about Verdane Oliver, I mean, didn't Liam Palmer and Verdane Oliver play football together as kids? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They, they should know each other inside bloody out, should they? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think maybe that played to the, the, the sort of the, the, the tough... Uh, we talked about it last week, and I can remember uh, we, we, we mentioned that I couldn't remember the poor game that Liam Palmer had. And now that I mention it, it was against Gillingham. Got rinsed out by his schoolmate. You know Got what I mean? Got <laughs> by Oliver and the other... Is it Akinde? The, the, the other guy mm, yeah. played up front. Yeah, yeah. They, they gave him a torrid time because I don't know if they were in his head or whatever else was going on. But Palmer tried to go toe-to-toe physically against him and he couldn't do it. Um, if, they'd, if they'd have played football against him, I've no doubt that Palmer is a better footballer. But if you're going to go and match him physically, I don't think Palmer was there. And I'd say the same about Johnson. If you're going to get in his face and be physical as a centre-forward, I don't know that a converted centre-half is the person that will be able to do that. But if you're going to give him time to bring the ball down, pick a pass, play out from the back, no problem whatsoever. I think he's he's more than capable of doing what he's doing at the minute. Absolutely. I, I, I agree with you 100%. Now, Ben, the question comes in. We've now got a settled back three. You know, they're doing bits. They're keeping the ball out the goal. Where does I offer? Whose shirt does he take out of that back three? Mm-hmm. Or yeah. do you set back five and stick Palmer back at full back or whatever? You know what I mean? Because I think Iorfa has got some work to do now. And again, Stoke is now screaming at his radio because he said the exact same to me the other day. The um, Iorfa, I think, now has got to work to get his shirt back because would you want to upset the status quo on that one? No, to be honest. Um, but I think you've got to put Iorfa back in. And Shay. Mind you, Shay, you'd say he's probably one of the original ones, wouldn't you? But you know what I mean? You'd probably swap out Dunkley for Brennan, but you know what I mean? Like, with yeah, that- Brennan. There's Brennan. I w- and I said this a few weeks back, I- I'd-, I'd have Brennan in over a few of them, but I don't know who for. Can't, I can't tell you. <laughs> well, like, you know, to coin a phrase that Steve said, it's a nice headache to have. Here's some, mm. here's some now quality defenders that we've been missing for the last few few years who keep the bloody ball out the net. And uh, Jack Hunt's managed to find himself a bit of form over the last couple of weeks. I, I feel like he's done he's done really well since he's come in. And Corbinu on the uh, on the other side, he's a you little bet- bit more attacking, isn't he? But you've just got to keep playing Corbinu with the, the I'm guessing you spoke about the Portsmouth game last week, but why has he not played Corbinu and played Shadipa? It's it's beyond me. I, I I honestly don't think I'm... I know that I'm in the minority with this. I don't think last week was the game for Corbyn. I think 
I think I think Moore's looked at it and gone, Portsmouth, big physical side, shit conditions. This ain't a game for Corbin. I honestly believe that. Um, I might be wrong. People are probably screaming at the the radio, as, as Dan's saying, or that the you know the car stereo, whatever it is. I don't think it was the right game. I've got no problem with him leaving Corbin out last week. The problem that I have with last week, if we're going to labour that very quickly, is that Shibuko was absolutely dog shit. <laughs> he has been gash, hasn't he, to be he, fair. He, he was poor. Um, you know, it, it was a chance for him and he didn't take it. But I, I think on on a, you know, when it's it's fair weather and I think if, if, if everything's par and, you know, we're going to put our best 11 out on a decent pitch in decent conditions, Corbin who gets in. But I think he's gone last week, horses for course, and left him out. Um, does he get into my best 11, Corbin, on form? Yeah. I think Hunt's been fantastic. I think, you know, and, and I was, I saw Hunt sort of end of September time as maybe a squad player. I think the last three, four games that he's had, the balls that he's putting in, I'll stand correct. I think he crossed the ball for... Uh, Gregory's, Gregory's gone. He did, yeah. You know, his, his delivery at the minute is best in the league. You know, from open play... Getting the ball in the, the you know, that that sort of channel 25, 30 yards out on the right hand side. He whips a ball in like is it, it's so underrated. I I, it's the way he gets to the byline. It's the old school Gary Neville on the overlap with David Beckham type of thing for me. You know, like when he just goes, just takes it past that man just an extra five yards and comes back with his cross. And I, you know, I you, yeah. we haven't seen that in a number of years. I uh, there's been times when I've been sat watching these games, we get the bloody it goes in, it goes in, get in the bloody box. And we're sat there with Callie Pat Callum Patterson and Natty New You, for example, who you know, who are all a foot bigger than everybody else in the box. Get the bloody ball in the. You know what I mean? And that's what Hunt's doing now. And uh, and we're finding a bit of space with Lee Gregory. Now, Ben, with goalkeepers union, I've got to speak about the penalty save. You know what I mean? This was this was top quality. This was. I mean, it as daft it sounds, it made me think. Yeah, Joe Wildsmith, shit. You know what I mean? I, you know that was my first thought because let's be honest, Bailey had a, a drop in form. Uh, a good few weeks ago, you know, he's a young kid. He, you know, you've got to learn your um, learn your trade and all the rest of it. And we all know that keepers are best when they're in the late twenties, even though it's not the nineties anymore. And we still hold that hold that candle and all the rest of it. But I mean, this was a quality couple of saves, wasn't it? Yeah, the actual first save. It's it. I don't think I'd call that one quality. I think you know, he just he read it. He's read it. The second one's incredible. Yeah, the reach for the second one was impressive. But surely you've got to give him his credit for managing to lace his legs back after picking his side and then going. Yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not saying it's not a bad save, is it? He saved a penalty, but it's not it's not like the Rotherham one, for example, where it's it's incredible. The second one is um to react as quick as he did and 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 get it get it safe as well. No, he he pretty much palmed it to edge at box, I think. Mm. Um which which Helped. Um, found it over bands. I'd not that say much, but he, 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 that's how far he got it. Um, yeah. Just, I, just on just on the penalty save, did somebody not say? I, I don't know if it was a commentary at the time that was saying that um, it was Porter, wasn't it, that took the penalty? Yeah. And he's the last three or four penalties that he's took. He's hitting exactly the right spot. So he's. A, I'm assuming that. Peacock Farrell has gone right. And his own work. He's done his own work. He's gone right. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to get into this position here. He's had that little bit of a wobble, and it was a bit jelly-legged, wasn't it? But to 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 give himself that sort of that starting 
opportunity to just get his body behind the ball. I think he deserves a lot of credit. It doesn't look like a very good save because it's straight at him, but he's had to know that it was going to be straight at him and be in the mm. right position. And even when it is straight at him, you, you know, you've still got that job to do, haven't you? Um, yeah. So fair play to him. Um, sorry, I've taken over from Ben and I don't no, think you know, the, the second save, I put on the group chat on Saturday, great save. And we were, I think we were 90 seconds behind on the feed that we were watching. So penalty's gone in, uh, gone. And I was like, oh, shit, we, you know, we, we conceded. <laughs> the, 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 the second save, I thought, was, was absolutely fantastic because he's he's had to mentally adjust to the fact that he saved the penalty. And then he's going to have to get himself up and get himself into position and be ready to react to diving left. And it... It was a good save because he's done all of that, not necessarily because of a reach, because it wasn't massively in the bottom corner. But he's, you know, he's reacted and the the, the agility that he's shown was absolutely absolutely spot on. The, the, um, well, I would want to mention is Darren Moore's interview. What what is he on the season long loan? Is he not? Well, well, the club announced it as a season long loan. And then I, I don't understand what Darren Moore was saying about trying to keep hold of him, because was it Rob Statton? who yeah. uh, blocked me about five years ago on Twitter, so I, I don't really know what's gone off there, but it's only him that seems to be talking about it. He said, I was today years old when I realised that it wasn't a season-long loan. Is that what he said? <laughs> no, that was me. <laughs> oh, <was> that <laughs> I put that in the group chat. <laughs> I don't know. Rob Statton don't like me because I kept calling him. I, 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 I call him out every season on this show. Been doing it for a number of years. I, I, I didn't realise, and then... Um... Was it you, Ben, that that, that found the uh, the original post that said we'd sign him? Mm, it was on yeah. the website and said we'd sign him on a season long loan. Mm. And you, I, I suppose your first thought is, is this something that has been brought about because of? For me, my my, my first thought was right. It's financial. With you know, there's people that think they know people that think they're the they're ITK that are suddenly turning around going, well, we've done the season ticket at the time that we've done it to avoid further points deduction to, to, to get the, keep the walls from the door sort of thing. Um, I, I suppose the rational sort of worry is, have we suddenly gone, we've run out of money if we're giving them any sort of financial, uh, where, where, where there's any, anything financial to be had in terms of keeping them for the season where we have to pay them uh, throughout till May, June time, which I, I think if that's the case and it is a worry, I'd hope it's not. Because I think, as we've just said, he's he's, he's back in form. He's doing really well. Um, he's streets ahead of, of of Wildsmith. If we've only kept him till Christmas time, I'd wonder why. Or if that was that's accurate, I'd wonder why we've suddenly gone right. Dawson can go for the season. Um, yes. Yeah. Well, he'd have gone gone in January and turned around and gone right. Well, Dawson's out for the season. Peacock Farrell's gone back. We've got Wildsmith and Josh Render. You know, behind him, we've probably got Ben. So, <laughs> you know. the um, I tell you what, that's interesting because I was gonna, <clears throat> I was gonna bring up Cameron Dawson actually because he's uh, he currently holds the Exeter record for most consecutive clean sheets or something now, doesn't he? That's that's what's happened. Uh, so, which makes me believe that there was clearly a confidence issue uh, when he was at Sheffield Wednesday. I was there um, for that last game before COVID at, at Brentford away, where we got spanked five nil, and. Bear in mind, this was in no way the um, the pinnacle of it. I mean, the one where we got spanked five nil by Blackburn at home, he was gashed then, and he, he never really got better. He, he honestly, the, his confidence was on the floor. 
And um, and now he seems to have gone somewhere else. He's enjoying playing his football. He's keeping the ball out. He trusts his defenders. He's not being screamed at by Barry Bannon, which is probably, you know, if, if there's anything negative that Bannon brings. And it seems to have stopped recently because there's a trust with the midfielders around Bannon that, you know, we've spoke about it a lot, a lot that his desire to win can sometimes come across as a bit horrid to be around sometimes. You, you, you know what I mean? Um and I think it's I think it's impressive what Dawson's done. I just hope that when he comes back, if he does, that the um, that the form continues because um, I think there's a there's a good element of a good goalkeeper in there. Clearly, um, you know, Mark Crossley told us so, didn't he? He were good for us at times. It was just a, if if his confidence went in one game, it, it just snowball. <laughs> yeah, and and you know it's that time of year for snowballs. It's Abacar, it's Wernix. Uh, that's a gag for you. All right, then. So. Um, I was going to ask you, lads, a question. So, uh, okay, let's get to the golfer. So let's go to Gregory. Let's talk about Lee Gregory, Ben. I mean, come on, man. He's, he's big signing, right? Yeah. He's, um, he's, as you say about equivalence, probably equivalent to what Neil Mello were. Um, probably in a better team than what Neil Mello were in. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, he's on course for 20, 20 plus. Um I think Ash, we, Ash that, that said at the start of the season when we brought him in, Lee Gregory won't get 15 and he won't be the striker that we all wanted. Um, <clears throat> that doesn't sound like Ash. <laughs> um, yeah, I think he might surpass 15. Um, yeah, is it best striker in the league? Well, we've definitely got the most technically gifted player in the league in Bannon. We have. We really have. He is streets ahead with the feet, is with the ball at his feet, streets ahead. I mean, in terms of. Oh, shit. Someone signed sign me out. Uh, I'm just going to pause it there, ladies and gentlemen. Just bear with me. The Wednesday week. Five friends, one football club. And about six jokes they just repeat over and over and over and over and over. Okay, so welcome back. Uh, that was uh, that was my Constantine Wealth Management who sponsors this show. My apologies. I cut somebody off there before we had some technical difficulties. Uh, can anyone remember what we were talking about? I'm pretty sure it was Lee Gregory. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, there we are. That's cleared that up. Okay, then. So, uh, lads, I was going to ask you a question. I was going to try and do it from memory. I didn't want you to um, – I wanted you to – because, obviously, you guys have come from different um, eras of football and and and, um, and what you remember when you were 10 to what you remember when you were 20. Et al. You know what I mean? Now, we were talking earlier on about Magic Johnson – uh, being the uh, the player that came in and everybody thought he was shite, and then he's managed to change everybody's opinion of him. Steve, you mentioned Morgan Fox earlier on. I want you to try and think of some players that have managed to do that because that is a very difficult thing to do, especially with our fan base. Because as Steve will probably ascertain to, Liam Palmer is still paying for mistakes with the abuse he gets sometimes for crap that he played ten years ago. You know what I mean? He is. He really is. Uh, even though he's turned into a defender <laughs> who, who sometimes plays a lot better than what he does. I'm being facetious. He, he's obviously a lot better player than what he was when he was 20. So I, I, I'm going to start, and I'm pretty sure that when Gerald Seabon signed for us, we thought he was shite. That's because he was shite. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, 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 were we in the Premier League? Was it the back end of our Premier League or was it our first season yeah. in the Championship we signed him no, and we I, went, he's shit? I think, 
I think Pleat was. Am I right in thinking that Pleat signed him? Surely not. That's like 1996, isn't it? Like, Pleat came in in 95. He was like a 97, 98 signer. I'm sure he was. Nah, because we had uh, Blinker and Trustful and, uh, and Vim Yonk around that era. Really and I'm pretty right. sure he was. Did we, did we not get Yonk around 95, 96? No, we got him. We got him later. We got him like 97, 98. Okay. And, um, and I'm pretty sure. If I look back, Seabon is pure chupa chup. So I'm thinking first season in the championship, it was shy. 1999. So just before the season before we went down. Did, so he, come with, did he come with the builder? Because yeah. I've, not, I've, I've not looked at this. We, we, Fudge, you've dropped this on us. But I'm, I'm sure dropping it on you, lads. I want you to do it from memory. Package, not a package with the builder. It, it, they came in at the same time. Came in on a similar time. It was our last season. Yeah. And he came in and he was rubbish. He, he signed for two million in 1999, joining him. Sheffield Wednesday was Wim Jong and and the builder, yeah. Because who, who at the time we thought we're going to be absolute megastar signings, don't get me wrong. Wim, Wim Young was uh into Milan, I can I'll always remember this. He was uh Bergkamp's best mate, he was his room, yeah, yeah. So yeah. We, we, we've signed him, we've gone, we've signed him, played, in, played in the world cup the, the summer before, yeah, <laughs> it was sick. He played about four games. He was sick. Because <laughs> I, I I put it out on Twitter. Somebody put, what's the most random signing your club's ever made? And I put Vim Young, really because we were actually shocked at the time that we got him. We yeah. were like, what the fuck? How have we pulled this off? This is insane. But listen, like, it, it, list of teams to play for. Ajax, Inter Milan, PSV, Sheffield Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> and again, uh, it didn't really work for him at Sheffield Wednesday, which is shocking information. That, that You know what I mean? Uh, Shocker. He played seventy games though. Did he? That's a bit. Of, that's a bit of an Alman Abdi, that isn't it? You think he seven seven zero? Yeah. Wow. Go three goals, according to Wikipedia. I had a season ticket then. I can't remember a fucking thing. Oh, Christ Almighty! You see, kids, drugs and drink are bad. <laughs> so, um, so let, let have a think about it, lads. I mean, Ben, come on, you're from a different uh, you're from a different era to us, so you're probably thinking more twenty tens, maybe the last ten years, that type of thing. Somebody who's come in that we've gone, he's rubbish, and then after about ten weeks, we've gone. Actually, he's pretty sick. We, we've already mentioned him tonight. Go on, Gary Hooper. He he was he were atrocious. He were atrocious. Honestly, the first few games he had up to. So I remember at Stoke, when we played Stoke in League Cup after beating Arsenal, Hooper played. That might have been what it might might have been three or four games in that, and he couldn't run. He was that slow. He was horrendous. Scored an hat trick in every bloody level, man. Come on, man. What are you on about? It, it, first few games, he were he was horrendous, and they changed when we went down to Fulham, and it was Dave Ross Wallace scored that goal. From halfway line, pretty much into top mm-hmm. corner, and he put in an absolute peach over the top of the goal that day, and all over the top of the goalie. Chip yeah, one. yeah. Uh, Upper crowd started that. That's when I, from what I can remember, that's when pe- people started changing on him. I think I, I won't go as far as saying we thought he was shit though, because I remember his debut. Right, it was Charlton. Me and James Marriott were down at Charlton. And we went into this proper Cockney boozer and we were behind the bar interviewing the Cockney lady going, you're a proper Cockney bird, aren't you? She went, of course I am. I had a a beer. And the the first game at Charlton, he was huffing and puffing. And I think, did we get battered about 3-0 or something? I can't remember. Yeah, Yeah, something like that. And and then so there was this geezer going, 
you know, people are slagging off, and there was this one guy at the front near us, near me and James, and uh, he kept going, Gio, leave him alone. He's not played in ages. And he kept sticking up for him. And some bloke <laughs> behind him went, who are you? He's fucking dad. And so every time Gary Hooper got the ball then, it, <laughs> this geezer's going, Gary Hooper's dad, Gary Hooper's dad. Yeah, just behind him, just the whole time. So every time I hear Gary Hooper mentioned in my head, I hear it subsequently with Gary Hooper's dad. Uh, for some reason. And James will tell you the same thing. Every time I hear it, I just hear Gary Hooper's dad. But, I, 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 you know, it, it took him a couple of games to find his form. Yeah, I, I get it, but I won't, won't go as far as calling him. Did we Did we get on his back, Steve? Or or were you just de- desensitized to it by this time now? Because we're talking four years ago. Do you know what? You know what? I'd have Gary Hooper back tomorrow. Oh, I, yeah. I love him. At League One level, I still think he could come and do a job based on... Because, do you know what? He's... People drop levels because they, they they age and they lose their fitness and so on and so forth. I'm adamant that you could still do some level semblance of a job at League In League One. One. Absolutely. Because that. he's so clever. He's so clever. His movement to pull defenders out, I thought, was absolutely yeah. brilliant. He, he went from, for me, he went from what I'm saying, which at Stoke, I remember after Stoke saying, say, I said, I will carry him back to Norwich. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, it, from what I can remember, it, first three, four, five games, remember, it, it were horrendous. I can't remember. It, 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 about your CrossFit training, by the way. Hooper <laughs> on your back for 200 miles. Yeah, yeah, just, <laughs> I'm just thinking, did we have him on loan to start with and then we signed him full-time? Because I yeah. remember the, the there was a, a box, a corporate box, that was the sticking point, and we had a, all fun on Twitter with it. Do you remember? Yeah, vaguely, yeah, I can remember that. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's one player, Steve. Gary Hooper, Ben thought he was shite when he signed for us, and now he's got egg all over his face. What about you? Let's let's think further back where we've gone. This guy's is shit. Because I remember there was Andy Booth for me when he, when he played for us. I thought, geez, because he weren't David Hurst. You know what I mean? He weren't yeah, David Hurst. Yeah. He weren't Benito Carbone. I was like, this geezer can get in the bloody bin. Look at him, the big tabby sod. And then when you look back on it, you go, actually, fair play. There's, there's one that I think that, my dad says about so this is going back even further. Mel Go Sterling, me dad. He, he, <laughs> Your dad that's only about five years older than we are. Yeah. He's fifty six. He's fifty six. All right, I'll, I'll give him that then. Go on then. Here's a tale. <laughs> here's, here's a tale from the olden days. Mel Sterling. Mel Sterling. Apparently, yeah. The, the, apparently, we nicknamed Flying Pygmy or something because he were he were horrendous and they were playing him in, in centre midfield. And then um, the point went right back, and what happened happened. I I I start my first game. You know, my first game were '86. Here we are, kids, settling. Here we go. It's a good job Simon's not here, isn't it? We'll be going yeah. back to black and white days. I got on south. Yeah. In 1986, <laughs> Bruce Grobbler were playing. <laughs> Ian Rush scored in 87th minute. We lost one nil. I went home and got green, and and I was gutted. Anyway, <laughs> and we went to Millennium. Yeah, and everyone went. <laughs> we're, in a, we're in a nightclub in daytime, and then we just saw bus go past. Sorry, Simon, I'm teasing you. I'm teasing you. Uh, go on. So, right, it's 1986. Ian Rush in his tash has just put one past yeah, 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 yeah. us. Uh, bit, a bit too honestly, bit, bit too uh, sort of far back for me. I genuinely was only a kid then. The one that stuck out for me, the one that I could never. 
there's an honourable mention that's a little bit more recent. I never ever got for the first year and a half that you were there. I never, I never got the hype, Stephen Fletcher. Okay. I didn't, I didn't think when we signed him, I thought he was he, he was somebody on the on the way back down, um, or he's just come for for a payday at the end. Um, I I look at it now on a personal level and think of all the players we've lost, your Forestieres and, and and players like that, even your Hoopers, the the people that we've we've ended up losing whether you want to believe the reasons why we've lost them as we've lost them. Um, the Stephen Fletcher, it hurts watching Stephen Fletcher playing for Stoke. Fox don't bother me. Other players playing in championship. Bloody, um, go on, Lado, Odebadju playing in a top five team in the championship is... Scoring against Man U pre-season. Absolute rip-snorter. But I tell you what, I, I, I think Stephen Fletcher, from, from, from the information that you know, whether you want to believe it or not, that people have said he'd have been happy to stay if we'd have sorted it out. Um, and he'd have probably he'd have probably kept in the championship last year. Um, I miss Stephen Fletcher as a player in, at, at the club. Um, he, he's the one that's the most recent for me. Going back a little bit further, um, I was never personally really sold on, dare I say it, Paul Warhurst. When we first signed Warhurst, I didn't get it. And then we we went on that run in 92, 93. I think it was where we turned him into a centre forward. And then all of a sudden... We're in the FA Cup final and the League Cup final. He's gone on 13 games, I think it was, where he he scored something ridiculous. He's scored a ridiculous amount of goals. He was always a decent player, but I just think he's gone from a level to the next level. And and I know we're not looking at players that were shy that suddenly became good. Um, It just took him a few weeks to bed in. He, he was the one that all of a sudden sort of kicked on. You're sitting there and I was thinking, and, and I was sort of GCSE sort of time, and I'm thinking, you know, this guy can play. And where, you know, you're right up there. Him and the other one is John Harks. I was going to say Harks. I was going to say Harks because I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, he don't know I, I love John Harks. And I know he's a friend of the show. And he, you know, give him a quick mention in our, in, in our tweets and he'll jump on because he loves the club and that's great. Um, and he won a, and he won a trophy with us. Where is that I win? I won't have it. I won't have it. Thing with him is, we've signed him, and he was cover for Roland Nielsen. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like you're going right. You 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 you've lost your favourite player, or one of those. And and like you've just said, anybody that's coming in to replace Roland Nielsen, yeah, get in the bin. It's like Adi Wood. You're not David Erspal, no, and that's it. Right, I get it. And he's come in, and it was. Right back, um, yeah, you can do what you're doing, but you're not, you, you're not Roland Nielsen. All of a sudden, Roland Nielsen gets fit, and forgive me I'm, if, I, if I'm not got the, the sort of the chronology right on it, but we've, we've stuck him in midfield and he's done a job. And the goal he scored at Derby, and then all of a sudden, it, something clicked, and you, you just realize that he's not just a backup player, he's a fucking player, he's a baller. And that goal yeah, he scored yeah. at Derby, and you know, the, the, the reverence that he still holds the club over time, you kind of go, geez. He was a decent player. The one thing I would say to your question, though, you look at one or two other players that we've had that we've taken on and gone, geez, they're bang average. They have then gone on and done big things. Darko Kovacevic. Yeah. Kovacevic, <laughs> Stefanovic. We, what was it? 4.2 million? To they and Stefanovic were shite, right? How yeah. he had the Premier League career that he had. Honestly, 100%. He's up, he's up there with me with, what's him, Titus Bloody Bramble. How they play <laughs> Premier League football for me is absolutely beyond me. We've got these two Yugoslavs. We kept the shit one, and he had a long... One of them, the one that we kept that was any good sign for Juventus for 15 million quid, 
eight months later. And then the shit one went on to play Premier League football for the next 10 years. Gerald, Gerald Simon played Champions League football for 10 years after he left. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the one I'd said like that in, in more recent memory, and it's you're going to look at me a bit here, but Antonio. Antonio? Yeah, he was good for us, but you wouldn't have said... He was going to go on to compete in world class. Yeah. A top like, four Champions League. Like but, but, I, I must admit, what he's done with his career is really fucking impressive. Yeah. We know how good he were for us, but the season before he left, he looked a bit disinterested, didn't really... We didn't really get much out yeah. of him. And, and when he went to Forest, I was like, no, nah, good luck with it, pal. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then he's gone on and, like I said, don't want you, you want to put, put him down to do that, really. No, I mean, it's an interesting question, isn't it? Because obviously we've had millions of signings that have come in that we, you know, we could sit here all day and talk about the signings that, like, you know, you've been yonks where we go, oh, you know, we've got a player here, lads. And then it turns out to be bang average for us and then go on to be great for somewhere else or, or just not really and then just wind the career down and all the rest of it. There's a million of them. You know, Andy Booth went on to play for Spurs. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that, that you know, that to turn around the opinion of the fans, and I think our fans specifically, are, you know, there's a lot of fans that go, you know, well, it's Walsall, so we know it's going to be, we all have the same opinion as football fans, don't? but I think our fans are really quite difficult to change the opinion of. And fair play to Magic Johnson for doing it, because I think it's, you know, I think it's really difficult. Now, on the, on the vein of that one, and, and I feel like some of you are going to disagree with me on this, what players... Did everybody seem to like who you thought were a bit shit? Or you went, I don't get it. I don't see it. Because for me, Carlton Palmer. I thought I thought Carlton Palmer on a football field looked like a puppet with the strings cut. And you just go, what the blood? What is happening? Is that a professional footballer? You know what I mean? Now, don't, uh, you know, Ben, you'll probably remember him more when he came back to play for us a second time. But I was like, what the blood? No, what is I, this? I, I, that was uh, before his time. Hey, it was still before his time. I, I honestly, I didn't know what position he played. I didn't know what he would do. I, don't get me wrong; I was a teenager, and I wanted to be Paul Gascoigne, or I wanted to be Chris Waddle, or you know what I mean. But Christ Almighty, I was like looking at this guy going, and then like the way people talk about. It, I know he was a character and all the rest of it, and of course he was great to have around the team and and the like. But as a football player, and you see him in an England shirt, and you're going, "What the fucking? It looks like a daddy long legs on a urinal." You know what I mean? I, I, right. I'll see you if we if we if we if we if we go in there. Go on, let's do it. A, I'm going to bring a gun to a knife fight, and I'm going to chuck your. I'll see your Carlton Palmer. I'll chuck you an Ian Nolan. Right. Fuck. Right. Come on now. <laughs> We're fighting. We're fighting now. <laughs> I'm not having it. <laughs> What even is an Ian Nolan? Right, I tell you, I tell you, bloody Ian Nolan is Ian Nolan is the only man who scores about five goals at Spurs. It, it, I, I don't, it, you know, it, it was one of them marauding fullbacks, right? He used to play that fucking hell, <laughs> that bastard. Right, Ian Nolan, I absolutely love because I think I think the backup at the time was like Lee Briscoe, and he was tripe. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he scored an absolute scorcher in that game. Dicanio got sent off the rest of it. Couldn't cross a bloody ball. He just couldn't cross. But Ian Nolan, I thought the pace on him was... Ele- I thought he was a really clever footballer. And I know this is insane because who, who, who likes the fullback when you're a kid? You know what I mean? And I watched him for the years he was every week. And I used to go, oh, God, 
think he's great, me. And he, for some reason, he only ever scored against Spurs away at Spurs. And then, <laughs> and ironically, it was Spurs. I think it might have been Chris Armstrong slid in on him and broke his tib and his fib. And we heard the noise crack at the back of the uh, at the back of the cop. And I remember thinking, oh, they broke Ian Nolan. I was gutted. I was gutted. And the trouble is, I also I also thought Peter Atherton was shite. How he was a Premier League football for me, and Steve Aslam. You know what I mean? Which, and when when you look back at these players that we had in the Premier League, and you go, how did we expect to stay up in that league with the players that we had tried to play? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. There was a stat, and I'm aging myself, and we're going back a, a hell of a long time now, so it'll be nowhere near relevant. But even 10, 10, 10 or so years later from us being relegated, Peter Atherton was still in like the top 10 Premiership appearances. Appearances, yeah. You know what I mean? He, he's made hell of a career out of playing, and he was the other one. We joked aside and, and what have you with Nolan, but um, Atherton was punching above his weight, weren't he? Absolutely, absolutely. What about you, Ben? What about you, Ben? Who, who was a player that everybody seemed to be having and you just weren't? You were like, I don't get it. Like, why is everybody, you know what I mean? Careful, Come on, man. Ben. Be careful. I, I, I was going to say, because there's there, there's a Palmer mention coming in here, but, you know, aside Liam Palmer. Aside Liam Palmer, I'm going to offend Stevie just as equally, I think. Um, and in the end, uh, I warmed to him and I understood um, his importance to the side. But for a long time, I did not rate Kieran Lee. What? <laughs> Are you mad? Right, you you've just you've just ruined all credibility there of you being a pundit on this show. What the Jesus Mary Joseph? Explain yourself, young man, right now. I just didn't see what he offered up until probably probably more the, the second season that we got to playoff throughout that season. I probably didn't appreciate it as much in the year we got a Wembley. Do you reckon it were your age? Because, like I said, about you know, about I, some I, other players, I wanted to be Paul Gascoigne, I wanted to be Chris Wall, I didn't want to be Carlton Palmer. And uh, you know, you don't want to be the no nonsense midfielder as a kid, I guess, right? Was it that? I'm trying to I'm trying to dig you out here, Ben, because yeah. you're reckon an asshole yourself, but like, <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't really think that because at that age, I probably knew my football as, as well as I do now. I think it was. I think part of it was you had Forestieri, you had Bannon, you had Wallace, you had Hooper, that you probably looked at more and he went under radar a bit more um, than some other players in that squad. I just didn't... Do you know what, Ben? To to give a bit of credibility... To see what he added. To give a bit of credibility to your, to your thing, I was the same with John Sheridan. I, I didn't know what John Sheridan did. When you've got Erst... And as you're growing up, you've got Carboni, you've got Waddle, you've got, you know, you've got Des Walker even at the back. I didn't know what Jen Sheridan did. And it's only with, as I got older, I go, that bloke could move a fucking football. Head on a swivel, knew what he was doing. Really mega fit. You know what I mean? What about you, Steve? I got it wrong completely. You know what I mean? I was, I, I was just, just going to say on that point, to be fair, um, Ash will always hammer me. I think he mentioned it last week. Um, the 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 workshop Kante stuff, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, you got, nobody nobody's holding up Kante as being a Lukaku when yeah. he's firing, or you know, a yeah, Lampard yeah. in days gone by, or a Drogba or anybody else. He's the cog that makes everything work. He's he's the engine. He's the he's the thing that makes it all tick. 
Kieran Lee is 100% that. Um, I would have him, and we've had this conversation, me and Ben, back in lockdown, had an argument on, 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 on the chat where we were talking about who was better and this, that and the other. Um, and I would, I was a massive advocate for Leo Bannon. Um, I, you know, I, it, it, it guts me that he's still doing a job at our level and more so because we're at the level and I'm not sure he could go and do it higher or what, what the circumstances are. But I just think I don't like watching Kieran Lee playing for another team because I just know how good he is. Um, yeah. And he just does the simple things. He does the things that aren't trendy. He does the, I've just said trendy in 2021. By the yeah, way. it's it's the things that you don't get points for in the fantasy league. Yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly it. Yeah, he's, he's like. Um, and the thing about it, the the reason that I always like Kim, and we're we're sort of taking it to another level now. The guy's humble. The guy's quiet. He, he's he's not a superstar. He's not expecting. You know this, that, and the other. He's, he he gets in, he he'd get in, he get on, he get it done, and then he'd leave without any sort of, you know, pomp and circumstance, if you like. And I I think in twentieth century professional football in Great Britain, I think that's that that that's to be heralded. I think he deserves a lot of credit for that. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, so obviously, you know, there, there's a hell of a killer question there. We've managed to get half an hour out of that. We've done really well. But um, listen, if you're listening, uh, you know, if you're listening to us or you're watching this on YouTube, get in touch in the comments, get in touch on Twitter at TWWcast. And, you know, was there, was it Zico? Was it Carl Palmer? Was there a player that everybody loved that you thought, well, I don't get it? Or was there somebody that we thought was absolutely terrible and has managed to change our entire opinion of him as a fan base on the whole? So, uh, you know, Get in touch. I'd be interested to read your reviews. Did you hear that then? That, that was the equivalent of those YouTube guys going, don't forget to press the like and subscribe button. Uh, you, you, it's your boy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Don't do it. Just, just listen when you want. Just just ask your smart speaker to do it. Any road. Accrington Stanley coming up this weekend, Benjo. What are you saying? Um, I just hope that we don't go flat again like we have in some home games. We, we seem to have been a little bit more exciting away from home than we have at home. I expect us to win. I expect us to, to win every game at home. It's nice, isn't it? Do you not feel like there's a lot more optimism around the club now? We're on this. We are on this big unbeaten streak in the league. Don't get me wrong, but it's not been very convincing as we've discussed at great length a million times. But do you feel like because we're turning them into wins as opposed to draws, there's a lot more optimism, right? Yeah, that's what, like I said at the start of the show, it, it's slowly starting to come together. Um, now, Corby News really it is stride. Bannon's just doing what what he always does consistently. Gregory's scoring. As you say, Hunt's found a bit of form. We And we're now saying, we're now back to where we were at the start of the season where we, we don't know who's going to fit in where because we've got so many players that are now playing well. Whereas we went through that spell that when we thought we got all these good players, but we're still saying, well, he ain't playing well. He's got to play. We're trying to fit people in. We, 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 you know, we're back to where we were at the start of the season when things were going well, which, yeah, it, it's obviously a key time to, to do that. We have a lot of games coming up, a lot of so, big as well. What about a prediction then? You reckon I'm a 2 nil clean sheet, what you're saying? Yeah, I'll, I'll go 2 nil. Not Nothing... Nothing extraordinary, but just another steady performance. Clean like, yeah, I thought I thought crew was exactly that. Just steady performance. See you later. Next one, please. You know what I mean? It was just functional for the players we've got. What about you, Steve? Yeah, I, I, just on that point, I think there, there was a lot of 
sort of shit that came out that was like, well, we've only won two uh, two nil against the bottom, second bottom of the league, and blah blah blah. Um, we've won two nil. It's it's a better than losing two nil, isn't it? <laughs> or three nil. The, the <laughs> thing is, you know what? You take your wins where you can get them at the minute, um, and we 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 need to dig in and keep digging in. And I think we're on we're we're in a better position than the league would suggest, and I think we're in a better position than our fan base would accept. And I think 12, 12 is it twelve games unbeaten at the minute? Yeah, 12, I think it's twelve now. Yeah, absolutely nothing to be sniffed at, and I know the negativity is 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 around um, the games that we've drawn. Um, but I just feel that we're out the other side of that at the minute. And I think that a, a lot of that is to do with the fact that we're playing against, we're playing the bo- the top end of the, uh, the the league and we're doing really well against them. Mm. Um, apart from Plymouth? Well, yeah, apart from Plymouth. <laughs> um, yeah, you, no, you're absolutely right. But I don't, I say it week in, week out, it's becoming a tagline. I don't fear anybody in this league anymore. I'm not bothered about Rodman. I'm not bothered about Wickham. I'm not bothered about MK Dons. I'm not bothered about anybody else that we're playing. If we're going out and playing against uh, Accrington, you know, if we can play, if Gregory's fit, if Bannon's fit, we've got Windass to come in all being well. We've got Della Bashiru firing. We've got a headache all of a sudden if everybody's right at the back. Um, who are we going to get in the back line? Peacock Powell's in form again. Hunt's coming into form. We can't drop Corbinu. Who are we going to leave out? There's nobody in that side that we're going to leave out and go, you know, there's a mistake to be had there. Maybe this is the week that we actually go in and say, right, we're going to, we'll score four or five goals and that'll be it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, I agree. I, th- I think we're probably going to just do another functional win. If we don't, then there's going to be absolute bloody melt. <laughs> um, just before we leave, ladies and gentlemen, before I leave you and say goodnight, the um, the club have released a statement about people encroaching on the pitch. Uh, it's a bit of a weird one. I get it. You know, you've had a good day. You're at crew. And in no way am I saying, you know, it's a good day. Ah, it's crew. It's a decent train ride. You get on the swills early. I get it. I completely get it. I'm not going to sit here and set here. You know, bloody hell, they've got big kids with me because, you know, there's people taking their kids on the pitch. Just don't get banned, lads. It's not worth it for an away day at crew. If it were Wembley, if it were if it was Spurs in Cup, if it were Chelsea, you know what I mean? Crack on. <laughs> Have a good time. Enjoy yourself. But it's not worth getting banned. And it's not worth us losing our allocation because at the minute we're all fighting for tickets. And um, if I could say on behalf of somebody who, uh, who needs away ticket points, please stop it off. You know what I mean? Come on, lads. We're all Wembley, aren't we? You know what I mean? But any road, listen, thanks on behalf of Ben and Stevie. My name's Dan Fudge. See you later. The Wednesday week. Grab a pint, get comfy, and enjoy the show. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.